Welcome to Adults Do Disney. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Lindsay. And we've just watched all of the 1997 TV movie, The Tower of Terror. It was a very long hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's a hard watch. So what we've done instead of making you sit through the whole thing with us is we've put the most interesting bits together into a slightly shorter podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome to Adults Do Disney. Spooky version. Spooky second of December. No, November. November version. Yes, we totally missed Halloween <laughs> because we were busy doing our other podcast. But uh, we're now going to do Halloween a couple of days late because we're watching The Tower of Terror. And already we've had 1939 come up on the screen and you are cordially invited to a party at the Tip Top Club. The Halloween... At the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So this was... Oh, here we are. Uh, so we're staying very close to the yeah. ride here. Well, what, wasn't this even filmed in the ride? A lot of it was actually filmed within the ride itself, which is so unbelievably cheap. They spent no money on this, did they? I mean, it... For, to, like imagine, imagine going, imagine Disney now going. Ah, look, we're gonna, we're gonna make a wonderful new film. It's set in a haunted house. Where could we be? And they just filmed the entire thing inside the haunted mansion. It would just although, never stand. Although I suppose actually the Tara Terra is representative of the time, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. Whereas something like the haunted mansion is a load of silly ghouls and stuff, isn't it? So, I guess. So what? So, what, so it's like less the, of a film set. That's what I mean. So you mean the Tower of Terror itself is like more believable as a real location? Yeah. So this film was made for TV, so it's pretty shonky. Already, yeah. it looks a bit and shonky. And made for TV back in '97. '97 is when this came. I mean, out. something different is made to TV now, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no shame in it now, but there certainly was shame in it then, according to the Hollywood snobs. Yeah, it used to be odd. It used to be like a film was kind of doomed before it began, really, if it was made for TV. Yeah. It's like they had no faith in it. They were basically going, this is a bit crap. Yeah. <laughs> and which is how come you've got the likes of Scorsese and Coppola now saying things about Marvel films and and bemoaning the fact that the, all the interesting stuff ends up on Netflix and going, oh, what a shame that it has to be put out on Netflix or not at all. So this kid actor uh, that we're looking at... She's one of the family in the ride that disappears. So she? she's based on Shirley Temple, which is pretty damn obvious. Yeah, she's clearly Shirley Temple, isn't yeah. she? So this basically, so far, looks like just an extended version of the story that we get at the beginning it of It really the, does. Yeah. We have the family going up in the lift. Yeah. Or the escalator, as I the, said earlier. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, that well, you were line. thinking elevator is what you were thinking, weren't you? Yes. That's the American I'm just American a, word. I'm just imagining a ride that's an escalator. <laughs> <laughs> the escalator of terror. That just goes really slowly. Yeah. And but some people stand on the wrong side. I suppose when a, when an elevator fails dramatically, it drops. Uh, whereas if uh, an escalator fails dramatically, it stops. everyone just falls over. <laughs> And falls into the fifth dimension. Yeah, exactly. Here we go, here we go, here we go, it's uh, happening. The yeah, they're keeping up the music, the same kind of music, so it's very jaunty, isn't it? Yes, they've got Sing With A, sing with a, sing with a Swing, is this track, isn't it? The Benny Goodman track. Whereas they're not going sort of like, spooky music, oh, doom, doom. Yeah, I kind of quite like it, actually. Spooky in its own way. There's it's kind of also strike. saying, though, hey, kids, no jeopardy, don't worry about it. Yeah, Whereas the ride, actually, is full of... Um, full of jeopardy. Yeah, and spookiness. Genuine spookiness. Oh, wow. So here we have uh, Steve Gutenberg 
examining what looks like an alien corpse. Oh, is that it? He's not a Pete Bogman. Pete, Pete Bogman. Bogman I just Maybe. Or, what, is this someone who's been struck by lightning? Oh, no, he's got an alien head. No, this is definitely an alien corpse of some description. Oh, and he's going to soar into it now. So Steve Gutenberg in 97, uh, he was a big star in the 80s of the Police Academy films, wasn't he? Yeah, but this Whereas, was not the height of his fame by this nah. stage, was he? Hence why he was making uh, Disney TV movies, I guess. This is so, so cheesy. Oh, I thought it might be, might be a film within a film. Okay, so the reveal is that it's a 16-year-old Kirsten Dunst inside the alien outfit. Wonder if at this point she was thinking, I did an interview with a vampire. <laughs> What's happened? So he's he a, he's a photographer of some kind. So he's a National Enquirer kind of journalist. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so that's why he's f- taking photos of a fake alien autopsy because uh, he's manufacturing rubbish stories for the National Enquirer. He's a cheeky tabloid journalist. <laughs> Our favorite kind of hero. Yeah. The, the plucky underdog who deceives the nation. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst rig an election. <laughs> Maybe they have quirky Russian sidekicks. <laughs> hey, so boring mom has arrived to get rid of fun dad. Oh yeah, and she just said, one day he's going to wake up and find out he's not a kid anymore. Oh god, that's the woman's <laughs> role in all of these films, isn't it? Why don't you just grow up and stop having fun? Roll your eyes disapprovingly at all the men. <laughs> Haven't you heard of responsibilities? <laughs> it's time you started acting your age. <laughs> Let's talk about the mortgage. <laughs> Neither of us have seen this film, by the way. This is all completely new to <laughs> and we're us. we're totally talking over we're it. We're talking over it, so we, yeah, we, we're not so we're, we're providing... We're piecing it together. It's like not it's... exactly an audio commentary. It's more just a, a, a rambling over the top of a film. But really, these films are so superficial. They're pretty broad. You can get an idea of what's going out yeah. on without listening to everything. <clears throat> Although we might get completely the wrong end of the stick, so... Oh, uh, okay. Okay, she's, so she's, she's, she's the editor of the paper that uh, he's working for. Oh, does he want to do real hard-hitting journalism, do you think? But he's always forced to do alien autopsy stuff. Ah, uh, that makes sense. I just want to be a man of integrity! That kind of thing. Look, alien autopsies, they sell papers. <laughs> Remember that crummy little seafood place in Malibu where the fish kind of tastes like shoes? What? <laughs> you know what? I've had a lot of bad fish. It's never tasted like shoes. What's going on? Is she turning him down? I think they have a history. Yeah, he wants to eat shoe leather fish. (laughs) (laughs) And she's going, We don't do that anymore. Yeah, to to some sad music in the background. So, Steve Gutenberg is the star of this film, not Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, that's right. Which which definitely dates it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of a bold choice for a kid's film, in a way. To have the the lead character be a a middle-aged man. Although actually that happens a lot, doesn't it? It happened a lot. Well, this actually has the feel of an 80s. If you know, if, with the presence of Steve Gutenberg and the way this looks, which is sort of a little bit TV-ish and, and cheapy, would make you think maybe this was a film from the late 80s. That's our say? cats uh, going past? I did suggest that we might remove the cats from this, I but Lizzie was quite certain... insistent that they remain in the room. They're adding jeopardy. 
So an old lady, I'm going to guess she's Shirley Temple grown up. Ah, uh, maybe. Oh no, hang on. Didn't Shirley Temple just... 29 as well, wasn't it? 39. No, 39. Okay, so this old lady, whoever she is, uh, is intently following Steve Gutenberg's ridiculous uh, National Enquirer stories. She looks very clean. Old ladies in Disney films always look very scrubbed. Yeah, this is not a realistic representation of a, of a crazy old lady, is it? But I think the implication here is that because she's just handed him the story to investigate of the uh, the disappearing people from the hotel. So I think the implication is, like, she's meant to be a crackpot old lady. Mm. Oh, she was there. My family lived at the hotel... Halloween is my birthday, but uh, there was no celebration that horrible night. So, how old is this woman supposed to be? This is 97. 97, 39. 39. She could be... 49, 59, 60, 69, 69. She could be... Oh, yeah, 70, yeah. 70-something, yeah. Oh, she was the little girl in the brown dress at the beginning. Ah, yes. Everyone except Miss Partridge, and she hated the poor girl. And on that terrible night, her hatred cost Sally her life. I wonder why she's waited so long to find the perfect tabloid journalist to solve this. <laughs> oh, there's candles. She was a witch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the... That's a rubbish explanation. So, so the Shirley Temple-like uh, character had an evil nanny... Uh, allegedly, according to this old lady who was there, who su- who was a witch, and she was doing evil spells in the basement. Hang on, how can she be in the basement and in the lift at the same time? So she said that she went down there, uh, did the evil spell. What, so that she would fall down a lift shaft? Yeah. That makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think this lady might be wrong. Yeah. I think this is a red herring story. I think so. Well, that's because it's a rubbish story. Because there's a lot of plot holes in your story. I would have thought a, dimen- a story about cross dimensions would be more about science than it would be about it was a witch casting oogly boogly well, spells. But the thing is, that the weird thing about this film is that it's nothing to do with the Twilight Zone. That, so, the, so Disney got the Twilight Zone uh, IP and, for, and, and they put that in place for the ride in the park. But then they subsequently made this film which is called The Tower of Terror and is based on that ride, but it doesn't have the Twilight Zone thing attached to it. So they're having to kind of retrofit the story here. Right, because apparently they watched hundreds of episodes of The Twilight Zone in order to make the ride. So then they ignored all, all of that? <laughs> For this film, apparently, yeah. Huh. That feels like a strange decision. Well, I guess they couldn't. They didn't have the rights to make a Twilight Zone film. What was the witch's intention then? What did she want? I don't know. Yeah, I so don't she reckoned. Yeah, no, I think I think Steve Gutenberg's right here. I think this lady's talking nonsense. Also, have you noticed the little old lady's wearing a slightly Salem-esque outfit? Little. Oh, do you think she's the witch? little lace uh, yeah. Peter Pan collar there? I think it's on a gonna, black cardigan. I have a feeling we might have sussed the whole film. <laughs> so she's a witch. I reckon she's a witch. I reckon she was jealous of Shirley Temple with all her fame. Yeah, because why would the nanny who ended up plunging down the lift shaft have have, uh, done a spell to plunge down the lift shaft? Unless it's a weird suicide. Yeah. That makes no sense. Also, why do you need to do a spell for that? Can't you just cut a cable? (laughs) Yeah. So here we are now in the Disney parks. 
Wow, that so looks like the ride. That looks nothing like a hotel. It doesn't no really disguise. work because, like, you can't just use a picture of a theme park ride as an immersive thing in a film. Because theme park rides look different to... They're more stylized than the things that they're imitating. Yeah. I mean, that that's clearly like a tree root that's been painted onto a wall, isn't it? That uh, we just saw there. Did you see it? Yes, yes. Instead of an actual tree root, which yes. you get away with when it's a ride. Mm. But when it's supposed to be a, an old hotel mm. where nature has taken over the last 60 years. Yeah. No one said this film was good. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we... we're being a bit too critical. Yeah, we maybe... Oh, it's Mike McShane. Oh, what else has he been in? Oh, he's in loads of things. He was in... He does the Whose Lines It Anyway. Oh, yeah. Very prolific American nice. comedian. My grandpa was Huey Todd. The bellhop who disappeared that night. <laughs> he said with any more <laughs> emphasis. A little bit of... That uh, means my granddad was the bellhop who disappeared. I wonder if that was a pertinent bit of information. I um, think it might be. They must have shot this in like over a series of mornings at like 5 a.m. when the before the park opened. Oh yeah, because nothing gets in the way of uh, the park opening. Exactly. Yeah, it? yeah. Including uh, filming. No, they film. wouldn't. They wouldn't close it just to film a TV movie. Uh, so there's an inheritance ah, plotline okay, here. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to inherit the land, presumably. So he wants uh, this to be solved. What did he what, what, want to be solved? Like. The, want, the keys to the fifth dimension? The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery as to what happened. Maybe they should have called Stephen Hawking instead of Steve Gutenberg. Well, presumably the police never solved what happened and therefore it's like an ongoing crime scene uh, and so he can't inherit the place until the crime is solved. Here we are in the, the foyer of the ride. <laughs> it's all right, you don't need that. There's a load of lights above you. <laughs> he just shot a torch around. Just turn the work lights on. Yeah, which seems very superfluous. Wow, it all looks exactly like the ride. <laughs> I mean, it's quite nice. Oh, it is, it is. And the inside works better than the outside. The thing is, with with this, uh, the, the theming of the interior of the lobby of this ride is so beautiful that you totally buy this as a film set. And there's little touches on the inside of the ride. So there's uh, uh, some sheet music, which is apparently a song called something like, Hey! Where's Mickey? Oh, it's called What No Mickey, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's what it. No what No Mickey Mouse. No Mickey? Which I am not familiar with. No, we'll have to look up that song. Yeah, yeah. And then Lawrence will sing it to you. Won't you, Lawrence? I will, of course. <laughs> A pigeon. And then they looked at an owl. That's <laughs> an owl hoot. Oh! Ooh, glowing owl eyes. So the statue of the owl that's in the, in the uh, foyer just started glowing. So we are talking about the supernatural here. There's no sort of just murder mystery behind no, this. No, there's definitely something oogly-boogly happening. I hope the explanation isn't, it was a witch. No, it won't be. I reckon it's what we said. Surely it's going to be little creepy Salem girl who's now the old lady. The harmless old lady. She will have been the one who... But why would she want Steve Gutenberg to solve the mystery? Uh, good question. So let's... Ah, that. unless... She is that uh, fat man's uh, mother. Oh, it could be. Yeah. So she's who would inherit the place. Next in line to inherit the thing. Once I think we've figured it out. Probably this is the most anyone has ever thought about. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. He, he's just Steve Gutenberg wandering around the belly of the hotel. Appears to have found the witchy table with all of the. Oh, good job! Everyone just left everything the night. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, what, what's the idea? So the uh, the escalator broke down. The elevator. And then down. everyone just left the hotel as is. Apparently so. Yeah. Didn't didn't pick up the stuff, just ran out of the hotel. So the, the elevator uh, was... Well, the hotel was struck by lightning, wasn't it? So maybe it was not fit for habitation after that. Right. Oh, he's found the Book of Souls. Oh, like a grimoire. A grimoire. Is that how you say it? A grimoire. <laughs> grimoire. Is that- a grimoire. Is it? Do you put the pronunciation on grim or moi? I think grim, isn't it? A grimoire. Grimoire. Not a grimoire. Otherwise, it sounds like a soiree. A grimoire. <laughs> Why is he examining cups when he's got a grimoire to look at? It's pretty odd. He, yeah. He's he's found a grimoire and he's ignoring it. He's just looking at a vase instead now. Steve, what are you doing? So, so this is the. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. So there's some oogly booglies happening. What just fell? Like a, a pen, a nib type. pen. Ah. So that he's he was just been looking at the uh, the guest book of the hotel, and a nib pen just fell from the ceiling and almost skewed. And almost his skewed hand. his hand, but he moved his hand just in time. And there's some creepy voices and creepy laughter happening. And in the he's left the grimoire behind. Whoa! Ooh, okay, so she's a witch. Okay. So, so the nanny of Shirley Temple just has just appeared in a mirror and come out of the mirror. And looked looked around for Steve. Right. So, oh, so is this really straightforward? And it's exactly as the old woman said. It could be, or maybe there's more to it. There must be some twist. Why is he raking his head with a tiny rake? Because his, because. Uh, oh, he's, he's not dealing with his responsibilities with in the his, garden. He's supposed to be trying. doing the gardening. Honey, can you help out, please? When are you gonna grow up? <laughs> Oh, right, proper 90s outfit there on Kirsten. Old Kirsten, she's massive got the flannel shirt. The big flannel shirt, t-shirt, the massive t shirt. Please, Mom, stop being such a boring b. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. I can't figure out their relationship. Are they just a divorce couple who really get on? Or is he some kind of uncle? Oh, maybe he's her uncle. Yeah, Buzzy is, uh, is Steve Gutenberg's character, isn't it? Yeah. Ah. So he's her uncle. That makes more sense. So brother and sister. Okay. Buzzy is also the name of the uh, allegedly stolen animatronic that used to be in the uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg stole Buzzy. (laughs) (laughs) Cranium Command. That was the name of the attraction that Buzzy was in in Epcot. So they're back at the Terra Terra. To take some Shirley Temple photos. Oh, I see. So Kirsten Dunst is wearing the outfit of the. You called for an actress. I'm Claire. Wow. This is how I used to go to acting jobs when I was an actor. Little white gloves, a pillbox hat. <laughs> Dressed like a caricature of a 1930s person. Sorry, I bothered you. I'll just go kill this. Uh, I think you're going to be just fine. I retouched the photos anyway, so... Can I have to say that? No, you're going to be great. <laughs> so he's going to re... She's thrilled for the chance to be in a photo shoot where he's then going to retouch her into an old witch. <laughs> hey, a job is a job. Uh, this is LA, baby. Uh, in unexplained music is coming from deep within the hotel. Ooh. This is a bit like The Shining, isn't it? It is. So uh, uh, the uh, the sound of a, a large crowd of people can be heard. 
and cutlery. And yeah, so he's walking like through the kitchen, but he can hear loads of people. But there's no one there. Although they've really taken all shock and scare and jeopardy out of this, haven't they? Uh, this is actually getting a bit scarier. So... Oh yeah. A table is wheeling itself in with apparently a dead person on it. Oh no, he's oh, not no. dead. Oh, and he's got a meat cleaver. He's got a meat cleaver. Crikey. Oh, he's Ooh. headless. Okay, that makes it less scary. This is kind of slightly Jumanji-like, isn't it? That's the feel of it. Oh, Steve, Jumanji was a bit scary. And there was a shot of the theme park ride again. <laughs> it's really pulling me out of it every time we see that exterior shot. Yeah. They should have just used a different building, surely. Wow, that's a phallic-looking... In the background, <laughs> there's, a, it? there's a picture of the Los Angeles banner is the is the newspaper that they work for, and there's a picture of their building, and it really looks like a huge cock. <laughs> I mean, so much like because you've got to forget everything else I've ever pitched you. I've got something that's gonna blow you away. Remember when I pitched you that the logo should look like a big cock? <laughs> <laughs> What happened five years ago? I assume there used to be a thing. That explains it. Maybe right? he lied to her. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, he's a cheater. Buzzy? Don't come back here anymore. Ooh, Ooh he's just been fired. He's been fired. Oh, well, he's going to have to go rogue. Yeah. That was it. That was the last thing keeping him from doing this story. He's gonna. The truth is going to have to be told. What, was he not going to do the story then? Well, she was saying, don't do the story, wasn't, wasn't he? No. Wasn't she? And then he was going, fine, I will Why was she story. so opposed to the story? Well, I don't really understand. If he's supposed to be writing these like National Enquirer-style nonsense stories... Yeah. I feel like they went, oh. right, we need an obstacle. Did you hear that? No, what was that? So she's basically like, get me an Abigail Gregory, so she's going to run the story. Ooh. Or is she going to look into the story? What? Which is a cold move after schooling him about the concept of truth and then firing him yeah. and also you know goes to HR for that because that's that's not <laughs> on. she didn't lie doesn't matter wait do you hear what Abigail found this is far more disturbing than I imagined <laughs> shut up oh so Abigail is now reading the grimoire banish Sally to the underworld for an eternity of pain the spills are all right here Nice nanny. But it didn't work. Well, to complete the curse, uh, the witch has to have an identifier, something that belonged to the intended victim. Ugh. Well, tell me this is Sally Shine's hair. Yeah. But she had no identifiers for the rest of the people on the elevator. So instead of zapping Sally, the curse kind of half-zapped everyone, including Miss Partridge. Mm, this uh -huh. is... EP. Okay, well that explains the, what was she was if doing then, I guess. The spell trapped those people in limbo between this world and the next. The ghosts are stuck in the hotel, but we so can still help so Question. Okay, go on. Why? <laughs> so Sally, so she didn't like Sally Shine for some reason? Her nanny didn't like Can't Sally? she just quit? Yeah, you think you just quit instead of sending her to the underworld. <laughs> for a lifetime of torture. Yeah. We would need items from each of the victims to undo the curse. Ah, that's a bit convenient because that would also c complete the curse, wouldn't mm. it? You know a lot about 
this stuff, Abigail. Yeah, yeah, yeah you friggin' do, Abigail. Maybe it'll come out that she has been trying with lots of other people. Oh, well. I see. Yeah. Because otherwise, there's no reason for this 60-year hiatus. So it's been her life's work to undo this great injustice. But she hasn't bothered to do it until now. Well, she, or she hasn't been able to do it until Yeah. Now. Although, it doesn't... Oh, actually, so the nanny coming out of the mirror, if they are all ghosts there, it doesn't necessarily mean the nanny was the witch. No, it doesn't. No. So the old woman is still in the running to be the big bad. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of music in this. Tell yeah. us about that. Composer Lawrence Owen. Well, all, what it's doing, if you want to get really anarchy, yeah, yeah, is go it's, for it. uh, it's going with the action, not against the action. So it's basically just spelling everything out. Right. And I would say a more effective thing to do is potentially do the opposite of what you'd expect. So if there's a, a scary thing, have some uh, like nursery rhymey music or something. Mm. Or if there's something that seems to be all sunny, put something sinister underneath to suggest that maybe not all will be well. Uh, but what it's doing is basically just... Say what you see. Say what you see in musical form. Cool. So we have the actress person admitting this is her first job ever. So obviously they don't want him and journalist lady to get back together. No, well it looks like journalist lady might be about to double cross him. This is a weird B-plot where they talk yeah. about the struggles of an actress in Hollywood. Well, now I wonder, I wonder, are we supposed, I mean, is her story supposed to be mirroring someone else's story? Oh, one of the people on the spooky escalator is an actress, isn't it? <laughs> keep saying escalator. Is that deliberate? It was that time. <laughs> <laughs> the spooky escalator. I just like the idea of a spooky escalator. Just really slowly chuntering into the fifth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you could just run down the opposite direction if you needed to. Although it could do that scary thing where it goes flat and you slide down it. Or one of the oddest feelings in the world is when you step onto a stopped escalator. Oh, yeah. And that really does make you feel like you're entering the fifth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Too much sad sack adulting in this. Like, get over yourselves. <laughs> well, yeah. Where's, you, where's you, the action? I do have to wonder how much of this is pertinent and how much of this is filler. So... Kirsten's doing some investigation. I feel like maybe because this film is cheap, they might have originally written in a load of action set pieces and then they went, that's expensive, let's just have a load of emotional conversations between a struggling journalist and a struggling actress. Well, I'm very curious to know what role that she will have to play in the entire thing, unless it's just there needs to be three of them exploring the hotel for the denouement. Love interest, He needs maybe? a new girlfriend. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So she's there to be the girlfriend. Oh, and she'll probably be in jeopardy at some point, and he has to say Yeah. And oh, also, another B-plot is him needing to grow up. Oh, yeah. So she'll somehow lead him to the path of adulthood, yeah. and he'll stop being such a, a putz. <laughs> Never walk backwards through a door in a horror film, Kirsten Dunst. Ooh, a man with a meat cleaver again. Oh, bell. it's the bellhop. Bellhop with a And it's the nanny. Rope. Here they all are. She looks very trunchbull. She's very trunchbull. Though. Oh, it's all kicking off. Whoa! Flames in the lift. So, so I wonder why in death these ghosts have become nasty and they walk around with machetes now. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were just victims, weren't they? Yeah. Sally Shine, that's her name, isn't it? Yeah. Can you fix the elevator? The elevator. We have to get to the party. So the accepted wisdom is that ghosts have to 
fulfills some kind of purpose on Earth, then we'll just move on, isn't it? Mm. So maybe, yeah. So if they need to get to a party, maybe all they need to do is have a party. <laughs> wow, there's so much treasure lying around this hotel. It's amazing no one's been in here, really, isn't it? Yeah. They're I just mean, rummaging through luggage and finding Because uh, we've watched silverware. a lot of Egypt... Egypt uh, documentaries recently, haven't we? And everything is preceded by, unfortunately, tomb robbers have been here. But you'd think a massive grand hotel like this that gets closed off. There's still literally champagne in a bucket. I mean, the urban explorers would have been in making their YouTube videos by now. Yeah. Uh, wow, wow, there's some really shonky effects in this. The ghosts have gone very benevolent all of a sudden. Okay, so all the ghosties are here. Carolyn Crossan is my real name. <gasps> My stage name is Claire Coulet. Ah, oh. little twist There we go. So there was a point in the actor. So the, the the struggling actress, and this is her first job, is actually a ghost. Actually, did surprise me. Yeah, so well that's done. That's a good Tara twist. Tara. Well done. Abigail was Sally Shine's sister. Her sister. Oh, see, there we have another little twist. Another twist, yeah. Yeah. But so, I think she was very jealous of her sister because mm, she had to wear a brown dress. I think mm. she, I think we've sussed it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right, I feel sorry for Kirsten and Steve at this point. They've had to do a lot of, oh my goodness, reactions mm. for like the last five minutes. There's only so long you can do that. That is most uh, horror slash suspense films though, I guess, isn't it? I guess family friendly ones is. Yeah. Because there's no escalation beyond whoa, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in proper horror films, at least you get to be awesome. You get to do like snot crying and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And oh my god, I'm actually going yes. to die crying. So here's a little factoid. Oh, yeah. uh, well, just a, more of a theory than a factoid. But uh, so in Disneyland Paris, they have just closed their version of the Tower of Terror and reopened it in September 2019 with three new stories in each. So you get a different story depending on which lift shaft you're in. Oh, yeah. And apparently they all follow this little girl character. So they may even be using Sally Shine as the main thrust of that story. Ah, so she, so Kirsten Dunst has just said, The nanny killed you all. Uh, I th Yeah, that's not the case. I don't it? think that's the case. It's definitely the old woman. I mean, I think we called this... About an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, it, it surprised us once. It's given us one shock twist. Maybe it's got more. You cast a spell on Sally because you hated her, but it backfired and you all got zapped. It was you, Miss. No, Kirsten. Just because she looks like Miss Trunchbull doesn't, doesn't mean, mean she's, she's a bad villain. person. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a lesson that Kirsten Dunst will learn. I couldn't love Sally more if she were my own daughter. I protected her in life. I'll continue. I didn't realise she was Irish. Is she Irish? <laughs> yeah, I think she is at least meant to be Irish. Of course not. She's a crusty old dame, but she loves the girl. <laughs> Good line. She's a crusty old dame, but she loves the girl. That's my favourite line so far. <laughs> Who did? Who did? <laughs> there it is. Well, we've got a very limited bunch of cast members mm. next to. And here she is. Crazy old... Uh, Holding onto the gate and having some kind of orgasm. What's going on? <laughs> well, because uh, she thinks that the ghosts are going to be... She thinks she's finally going to have revenge fully on her sister. Right. You're wrong, old man. The party never ended. We hear it every Halloween. They're waiting for us. But we can't get to it because the elevator's stuck. We tried the stairs. 
Well, we can't get past 11. It's like a curse. Then at 8.05, the party ends. Until the next year, it's torture. So we fix it. They would have been better off finding an elevator a engineer. Service person, yeah. yeah. Q. He's the guy. No, that's the guy. That's Mike McShane's character. So that's the point of him. He's got to fix the elevator. Not sure this is as meaty as the other films. No, I don't think it is. But then this was this was always going to be a a risky one. Yeah. Well, I think live action is always weirdly more cartoonish and two dimensional than the cartoon. Well, I think there's certain you can forgive cartoonish acting and stuff when they're literally cartoons. Lock and load. Lock and load. Have they just discussed actual engineering of this escalator for five minutes? Apparently so. God, some of these bits could have been edited much tighter. Well, this is this is this is a fact here. So this is Disney's first ever attempt at making a film based on one of its attractions. And they half-assed it. Let's well, they did, honest. but then like so after this, there was obviously Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, didn't half ask that. Didn't half ask that. No. Haunted Mansion, they kind of half asked yeah, that. Half-assed. The Country Bears, <laughs> we haven't watched oh, we that. Haven't seen that. That's coming out on Disney Plus. This apparently is not going to be on Disney Plus. Is it not? No. Wow, because there's about a million films going to be on Disney Plus. Well, and this didn't make the cut. No, <laughs> no, because I guess it wasn't a theatrical release. It's uh, a TV oh, thing, is isn't that, it? Is that the criteria? I suppose so. <laughs> or Song of the South, presumably, is yeah. not going to be on there. Was that not a theatrical release? Well, it was, but it's just super racist. Oh, I have to say, this is dragging. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that got, a fact? Well, we've we got we to gotta watch to see if they fix the lift. <laughs> The suspense and everything relies on the ticking clock mechanism, doesn't it? Where mm-hmm. we're running out of time. Oh, we've got to do the thing before the thing happens. But they're really dragging this out, considering there's a ticking clock. The ticking clock is being Halloween, and uh, they have to get the lift fixed before... It's been Halloween forever. <laughs> is this all within well, so one day? Where's the old lady gone? She's just hanging out. The old lady's just wandering Rubbing around. herself against the gate. Yeah, yeah, but being crazy. Uh, let's, let's read some facts. So, Go on. Originally debuted as part of the wonderful world of Disney TV show, an anthology TV show which has never really stopped running. Can you tell I'm reading this? <laughs> it sounded really natural, yes. Though it has lots of different titles, dating all the way back to the Walt Disney's Disneyland show in the 50s. So this, is, so this was part of a TV show uh, which has never really stopped in America. So what's it called now? Well, it's now called The Wonderful World of Disney. What, again? Yeah, it's it's been called Walt Disney's World of Color when Color TVs first first arrived. Right. It was called Walt Disney's Disneyland in the fifties. That was the very first one when he was uh, just using a TV special to um, uh, to just talk about his development of Disneyland. And it's kind of it's been basically Disney's television showcase for anything it wants to showcase for basically fifty years or sixty yeah. years. Oh, I think we missed an emotional moment. Okay, so so he's gone off... Uh, Some sort of rift between Kirsten Dunst and Steve Gutenberg. She took off her necklace. And looked disappointed in him. Because I think he, he got torn. excited about getting his job back and was basically saying... Oh, and she was like, what about the But we the have ghosts? to save the ghosts. Uh, evil old lady picking up a lock of Shirley Temple's hair and going... <laughs> now that we know that she's the baddie... It's quite kind of. See, if uh, she was doing all that cackling earlier, would have actually we knew even without. Yeah, because we just figured it out. Hey, power has been restored to the hotel. 
You just, <laughs> so you just, just yawning freely. <laughs> Look at the size of that laptop. Yeah, it's some sophisticated laptop. 97 was a long time ago. Look what I've dug up. Sally and Abigail, 1938. Look, Jill, I don't feel right about this. I promise Anna. Look, stop with the ghost stuff. Get right the story. Oh, I see. So she's she's getting the scoop. She's not interested in saving the ghosts. Ah, oh, I see. That's, oh, that's isn't the it? Yeah, this is that old uh, man prioritizes job over kids, isn't mm, it? Mm. Um, Storyline that they do time and time and time again. So I suppose. You'll be at my baseball game, won't you, Dad? That kind of thing. So on the one hand, he's got his boring wife saying to him, "You have to grow up." Oh no, it's his sister. Oh, it? sister. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, his boring sister's going. When are you going to grow up? And then as soon as he does grow up and does the sensible thing, his child goes. You're not fun anymore. You have to do the right thing. Yeah. You're just a work machine. <laughs> yeah, really, they can't win, can they? Yeah. I see. Let's get this party started. Oh, why can you take any longer on that line? <laughs> if I was the director at this point, I'd be going, keep rolling, guys. Come on, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg was very good in short circuit. Have you ever seen that? Ah, years ago, yeah. What the Steven Spielberg? No, uh, no, I don't think it, I don't know that it's Steven Spielberg, but it's a very. That it was. Is it about an alien robot? No, it's about a robot. Yeah, human-built military robot that gets uh, a jolt of electricity and uh, develops personality. Oh no, I haven't seen that. That's very good. And then mm. there's a sequel, which was also. Steve Gutenberg is good. Mm. It takes a lot to pull off all the cheeky chappy everyman roles. Yeah, yeah, he's very much a cheeky chappy everyman. <laughs> Old lady has now is now wearing like... a sinister hood. <laughs> Why has she gone in with a sinister hood? Okay, so they're trying to fix the lift. So Mike McShane and Kirsten Dunst are trying to fix I the hope lift. She gets creepier, just steadily creepier. Yeah, as this goes and on. I think obviously creepy witch lady is trying her best to sabotage. Next, this. she'll have a really overlong like index fingernail. That she uses to snort cocaine. <laughs> yes. She'll be bringing a poison apple next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does look good. <laughs> I have to do the right thing, yeah. lady. Yeah. The woman is completely nuts. She probably thinks that she's a witch. Oh. The penny drops. <laughs> wow. So, have we learned a lesson, boys and girls? I know it's not over. <laughs> Uh, don't trust old ladies. Well, how long is this film? Uh, I don't know. Here she is, being witchy. I think the lesson is don't trust old ladies. That's literally what I just said. Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you do it as well, because I do it to you quite often. <laughs> it's just an endless loop of us saying the same thing back to each other. Lawrence, I think I figured out what the lesson is. <laughs> What's the lesson, Lindsay? You know, old ladies. Yeah. I think I figured out what the lesson is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is looking more and more sinister. They've made her hair all crazy, a bit like uh, Christopher Lee at the end of The Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make his hair Yeah, because he looks all slicked down throughout, and then by the time... Because they're on the windswept coast by the end of the film, and his yeah, hair goes... Yeah, at least that up. makes sense. He's on an exposed Scottish island. Yeah, she's no, in, she's just gone crazy because she's, she's just run cause her, she's a crazy her hair a few times. Yeah. Okay, so in all seriousness, I think what we've learned is that uh, <laughs> Don't trust you old shouldn't ladies. trust old ladies. <laughs> and also that you need to be very careful if you're faithfully adapting 
a theme park ride into a movie that you add more plot. Why does Pirates of the Caribbean, the film, the first film at least, work? It's because it's a totally, totally different story that really has nothing apart from the name to do with the original ride. They yes, use, they use some imagery from there. Like and the, the setting, yeah. the, the premise, which is Pirates in the Caribbean, I guess. Yeah, but then, you know, there's nothing supernatural going on in the ride. No. Uh, and the films are all full of supernatural stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, so they appear to have the lift working again. Oh no! Oh no! Kirsten Dunst has got in the cursed elevator! This is about to repeat itself. My niece is going to love the ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's phoning it in there. He I is. think Steve Gutenberg might be as, a bit as over this as we are. <laughs> what a shame. What a shame. History is repeating itself, and my, my niece, niece is going, is along, going for along for the ride. <laughs> Well, he's been he's been doing it well so far. I feel protective of Steve Gutenberg now. <laughs> Shall I look up a Steve Gutenberg fact? Go on. <laughs> Let's find out. What find he's us up some to. good facts. What's he up to now? He's an actor, author, producer, director, and businessman. Businessman. Oh, which lady's having a breakdown? Get over it, lady. Yeah, look, it's rough, lady, but you've just got a. You can't just send people to the underworld because you're a bit jealous. <laughs> so the folks in the lift are almost at the top floor. Ah, so close! Oh, look, the sisters are meeting for the first time in uh, 60 years. If you could talk to Abigail, what would you tell her? I'd tell her I'm sorry. I'm sorry you were such a loser. Ah, uh, there you go. There's the twist. Oh, if I'd known it was all about me, I wouldn't have tried to send you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so all this time, the party that they've been trying to get to was Abigail's birthday party. It was Abigail's party. Abigail's party. <laughs> yeah. So, lady, if you'd been less jealous uh, of your sister, you would have had a big party. It would have all been good. A long time ago, a jealous little girl made a big mistake. Made a big mistake. It wasn't. She didn't make the mistake though because she didn't realise it was her party. She shouldn't have been that twisted. Well, Should so we? That she be made a big mistake by sending five people to hell. The spell of passion can only be countered by its contrary. A spell of not giving much the of a special, shit. The spell of apathy. <laughs> Every time they show a shot of the outside, it's just ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're in the service elevator. That's the elevator that we ride in in the ride, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I've never understood that. Why have they made it the service elevator and not the main one? In the ride. Because there's that. Because the other elevator disappeared. It fell down to the bottom of the lift oh, shaft into the... They're quite a distance from each other, the two elevators. They're trying to spring the ghosts and Kirsten Dunst from the, the fancy elevator to the service elevator. Oh, it's like that, the opening scene of Speed with Keanu Reeves. There's some extraordinarily bad blue screen going on. No, 
don't forgive her. She tried to kill you all, not just kill you all, but then guarantee that you went to hell for I mean, a lifetime of torture. She successfully killed them all. And it yeah, she successfully murdered you. No. Don't forgive no, her. No, you don't. I don't. I, no, lady, you don't get forgiveness, unfortunately. I think. Oh, the, there it is. There's the. There. Oh, nice. Okay. In the way of Disney villains, she should be chucked off a tall. <laughs> uh, she's been forgiven. And forgiveness will. If she takes the thing, she's handing back the special friendship necklace, and if she takes it. Uh, so they've both now disappeared. Into heaven? They kind of dissolved into gold. Mm -hmm. Did it stop the lifts? Oh, yeah, and I think that stopped the lifts from plunging. Forgiveness saved us all. Sally's love for Abigail broke the spell. That's not the contrary of passion, as we pointed out earlier. No. I suppose it's the contrary of the hatred that... Oh, passionate hatred. Exactly, that Abigail felt for Sally. And so Sally's love in return was the counter spell that broke the initial hatred passion spell. Right. There you go. Our PlayStation 4 controller just disconnected itself in protest. <laughs> and they've made it to the party. Where's where's Abigail then? If this is supposed to be her party, mm. what happened to the old lady? The old lady's vanished, everyone else is here. I bet we'll see her as a young girl. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe she's been rightfully sent to hell. <laughs> Who are they? Are they supposed to be her parents? Oh. A couple. Ah, oh, so maybe the. Ah, oh, I see. So the people in the lift were actually unconnected to Sally. Ah. Uh, just innocent bystanders. Oh, yeah, there they go. So her, Sally and her parents have disappeared. They're gone to the, heaven. The bystanders were the singer of the band, which is uh, Miss Poulet. And her husband? So they're all being. There's a lot of that nodding and smiling. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens at the end of these heartwarming endings of films, isn't it? Nodding it's and like smiling. It's like men do to each other in, in. It's like an unspoken, hey man, we've all been on a journey, but we've all come out the other side. What were you we talking about this the other day, weren't we? Yeah. That, was it men in TV things do it? They just nod and smile at each other. Yeah. So the ghosts are getting married now. That's nice. Yeah, good for them. Are they going to They're going to sparkle and disappear, right? I think they need Oscars for how much kind of like we've been on a journey smiling they're doing. Oh right, and that was the last ghost disappeared, and now they're on the in the remains what about of the, the hotel again. Ghosts? No one cares. About Where's Abigail? Ghosts. Where have they not addressed Abigail? Maybe she's lying dead on the floor. No, it's a flower uh -huh. lying dead on the floor. Yeah, they haven't, have they? Well, I'm assuming they're about to. Oh, here she is. Somehow, even though I'm the evilest little sh in the world, I've been given a second chance. Okay, so she disappears off to heaven with her sister. Okay. Sure. Oh, I see. Huh? Cha-ching. 
It means uh, Mike uh, McShane now inherits the uh, the hotel, and therefore everyone can make lots of money. So what? That's legally bl- binding, is it? That yeah, you have to free a load of ghosts <laughs> before you can. It's part. It's written into California law. <laughs> you have to make sure all ghosts have been successfully exercised before you can uh, inherit a hotel. Oh wow! This film is still going. Oh, thank God, it's the end. <laughs> that is the end. It's the end. Based on Disney MGM Studios Tower of Terror. Really? <laughs> well, what do we what are our final closing comments? That was too long. <laughs> yeah. How long was that? Uh, about an hour and a half. So Yeah, why? They could have shaved off 40 minutes. At least, yeah. It could have made quite an entertaining sort of X-Files length TV hour, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's about as fat as that plot was. It's like a monster of the week. It's like a Buffy episode or something. Yeah. Except that the with, Buffy episode jokes. would have had more jokes. Yeah, I feel like... Well, they're quite... They're a likeable cast doing their best with uh, very little. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I wouldn't rush to watch that, folks. In no. case you didn't gather that. And if, I wonder if anyone's still with us. If you, <laughs> if you, you deserve. If you're still with us. If you thought the film was boring... <laughs> We've listened to us talking over it for an hour and a half. Oh, is this even releasable? Well, let's release it and see if anyone listens. We could release it in double time. <laughs> I think you should listen to this in double time. We could. Well, no, let's not. Let's not do that, because that would be... That's hard to listen to, but... Uh, oh, harder it was, than this. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Um, okay, so there you go. Thanks, guys. Uh, just so you know, we have a more entertaining podcast at the moment. <laughs> We're doing a narrative mystery podcast set in a theme park, and it's called Mockery Manor. Yes, please do download and listen to mo- episode one of Mockery Manor. It's immersive, it's fun, it's Halloween-y, it's creepy. We've worked hard on all the characters and the plots and the music and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And it's shorter than this. Yeah. <laughs> By some stretch. Yeah. Uh, so no yeah. Steve Gutenberg. So uh, yeah, uh, he would fit in, wouldn't he? Yeah. It's set in the eighties. Steve Gutenberg would fit in. Ah, at his peak, the peak of his powers. I wonder if he's busy. <laughs> Maybe we can get him on board. Anyway, do listen to Mockery Manor. We'll have more soon. We will leave you on this actual nice little fact about the Tower of Terror. You waited this long. To I've give us j- a only <laughs> just remembered it. I've just remembered it. This Jeez. is a little. This is a little gem for the listeners yeah. at the very end. If. Uh, if the Tower of Terror, terror wait time terror. gets, if the Tower of Terror wait time gets below uh, thirteen minutes, it stays at thirteen because all the all the other Disney parks. Is that because thirteen is unlucky? It's, good. it's a creepy number, isn't it? Yeah, unlucky number. So all all of the the Disney park wait times they normally they're to the nearest five minutes, aren't they? So mm-hmm. even if it's a five minute wait. It still always displays the number thirteen. I've got a fact Tower about the number thirteen, but it's Go too on. many facts, isn't it? Gone. It's a female number. Is apparently. that right? It used to be in ancient times uh, associated with female bits. Oh, okay. And cycles, and that's why it became demonized. Yeah, like everything else to do. Because of patriarchy. Mm, right, go. that's enough. Let's okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>